Hello and welcome to the Friday, April 7th, 2023 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Still catching up a little bit here and uh, one issue that I haven't mentioned yet is the use of self-extracting files or SFX files that was reported by CrowdStrike in a blog post. You've probably all used self-extracting files in some form. They are executables and that's sort of where it gets tricky with data. And then when you run the executable, the data is being extracted. Now, a couple things that uh, CrowdStrike found. First of all, where uh, these SFX files are being then associated with Utilman now or Utilman, uh, not sure how to pronounce it correctly. Uh, this is the tool that sort of provides some input aids on the login screen. If you ever reset sort of a Windows password, you may have done that by swapping this out for like command.exe in order to sort of uh, bypass the login prompt. And the reason that's sort of an interesting program is that it can be run before the user logs in. Now, one interesting feature of these SFX archives are being used here, and that's, well, the ability to run commands. Unsuccessful extraction, any command can be run. That's of an option that can be specified. The trick here is that in doing so, the actual SFX file does not contain any malware. It just contains a little command at the end that will then, for example, download malware or run additional malware on the system. So the SFX file, as CrowdStrike points out, was actually empty in this case. So SFX files is certainly a file type that you should have on your radar. It is legitimately used. It's not quite as commonly used as, for example, zip files and such, but shares many of the same properties. Now, SFX files are also fairly flexible. They're like different decryption unpacking stuffs that are can be used uh, with sfx so that of course can make analysis also a notch more complicated including of course not sure if i already mentioned that but the ability to password protect these sfx files which then of course makes it more difficult to actually figure out what's going on with them and then there's an interesting new, at least new to me project, uh, living off the land drivers or loldrivers.io. The issue that uh, this particular website tries to address is the problem how legitimate or not legitimate drivers can be exploited in order to achieve privilege escalation. Drivers in Windows and other operating systems as well, run in a more privileged position and any vulnerability in a driver can then be exploited for privilege escalation. Now, a lot of drivers like in Windows, uh, Windows treats drivers fairly carefully. They have to be digitally signed and such. But if you find a system with a vulnerable driver installed, that of course can easily then be exploited. 
what LOL Drivers is doing now is by having a list of all these either outright malicious or vulnerable drivers, they first of all allow you to check if you're running any driver that falls into either category, but also from an offensive point of view, of course, if you see a system running one of these drivers, well, this makes it easier to find corresponding exploits for this particular driver. Interesting project, and I think something that uh, isn't quite appreciated as well as it probably should be appreciated that keeping drivers up to date, making sure that you control what drivers are running on your system is very important. Sometimes these drivers are not part of your operating system, but something that came with a video card or something like this. So has to be updated separately from the operating system. Now, another favorite way to Escalate privileges is security software. Antivirus, anti-malware software often runs using elevated privileges, but then has to parse rather complex files, which makes things like buffer overflows somewhat more likely. In this case, actually not really a buffer overflow, but Trellix uh, used to be McAfee and FireEye. They patched a vulnerability in the installer for its agents. Similar problem here. As you install uh, the software, of course, it needs to be installed with elevated privileges. And then if you're not careful where you're putting your code, uh, how you create some links and the like, uh, you easily then end up with privilege escalation vulnerabilities. In this particular case, some of the binaries that run with elevated privileges can be overwritten by other users. And with that, of course, they can then execute code using these higher privileges. The second vulnerability that was patched here is your standard heap-based buffer overflow. I'm not sure how many people still use printers, but HP updated the firmware for its enterprise LaserJet and LaserJet managed printers. Interesting description of the vulnerability. If you have IPsec enabled with future smart version 5.6, you may suffer from information disclosure. Kind of the opposite of what IPsec is supposed to do. Also pretty high CVSS score, 9.1. So maybe interesting to see what information is exactly leaked here. Well, and that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. Hope everybody has a good weekend and it takes a second to Give a good rating to the Stormcast in your favorite podcast app. Thanks and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.